Hey everyone and welcome to a special Friday the 13th episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And I missed the bit out by us. I missed <laughs> the bit out of the nerdy the nerdy podcast hosted by two more than nerds. God, I really did get a bit too excited when we first came on, and now I'm getting <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> no, it is a special day. Like I say, Friday the thirteenth. Um, like I say, anything anything spooky happened to you today, Sam? Nettled me hand. <laughs> well, it's bad luck for some, shall we say? <laughs> it, yep, completely nuddly nettled one hand. Just the one. Fully and it's come still completely numb. But no, apart from that, I've had a canny day, got my car fixed, so that was lucky that that got done. But yeah, you and not really. He's been stuck at work all day, so it's it's been. Oh so, yeah, it day. has been pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always been strange, like especially when you get like a, a Friday the thirteenth. That's either in the summer or during the uh, like in the middle of the year, because you normally you want it to be a bit dark, a bit Halloweeny, a bit scary type thing. Um, well, you want to know an interesting fact? Oh, Evan. Friday, Friday the thirteenth will always happen if the month starts with Sunday. Right. Okay. There you go. That's right. a. Fact I learned earlier today, because there's not a lot of facts about Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> that are interesting. Um, I, used to lo- I used to love it when I was a kid. Uh, like growing up in Raya, uh, I can say old mining village, like next door to Cherry Knoll Hospital, which was an old asylum, and all mm. and also Raya Cemetery was just on my doorstep as well. So I can say uh, from being a, a weird alternative kid, there was always many adventures to have. And again, if you if you've never heard of it, look. Well, Cherry Knoll Hospital. It's quite a scary building for anyone who's listening at home. It's not open still, is it? But it's still there. No, it's all gone now. It's been pulled down. Oh, has it? The the asylum part and everything's completely gone. It's been it's getting oh. houses built on it, which is I wouldn't like God. to live there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember I remember my little gran used to be in Ryup Hospital at one point, and it's like it used to be right next to it, mm-hmm. and I yeah. used to be absolutely terrified of just looking at the building. <laughs> like it looks so, and you hear all these horror stories at school about mm. Cherry Knolls and the name itself. Yeah, like, it sounds like something out of a horror film. <laughs> it should have been uh, like uh, after me. I was a bit of a a rapscallion as a kid, so we broke into it many a times. Uh, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Uh, it was quite interesting because it had like giant swimming pools. It still had, uh, like, say the the rooms where they used to strap people down, and like say. Um, oh my even the pallet cells were still there and there was tunnels underground we didn't get in the tunnels because to be fair that would have been scary there was always stories that there was uh, used to bore, b- bury the patients underneath them and then but uh, like if you got in the swimming pool um, they had giant goldfish in because some of some of the security guards apparently put some goldfish in the swimming pool and they grew well as goldfish do they grow in the size where Mm-hmm. Like say the things and the way they were absolutely massive when we got in, but it was such an interesting place, but terrifying. I know, like I say, I've never really believed in ghosts, but if I was, there was some unusual noises or sounds um, that come from that place when we were inside that we'd never really explained. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I used to like proper heavily believe in ghosts. Like I used to watch Most Haunted. I was like, <laughs> proper into it. I did have a spooky experience in Chillingham Castle once, mm-hmm. right. many many moons ago. The torture bit, mm-hmm. the torture bit. That is, um, it was just incredibly unnerving. Yeah, like I felt 
uneasy in there. And, and obviously, given like where you are, you would feel uneasy. But mm -hmm. also, we went into the um, it was like the king's meeting room so it was like where they used to come and congregate after mm -hmm. battle and you've got like the the, the main chair at the top mm -hmm. long table and then chairs around it it wasn't the biggest of rooms because i was always thinking how many how many people could actually get in here mm -hmm. but we were in there with another couple and they were taking just photographs of the room because it, it has like the big gothic window in there as well and she showed us one of the pictures that were taken like one, two, like one picture, second picture, straight after each other. One picture had an orb, which mm -hmm. I always just keep my pants laughing at. It is dust. But when she it's zoomed dust. in on the orb, mm -hmm. you could definitely see there was some kind of like facial features in there. All right, it was so. But it, it wasn't on the second picture. Yeah. I think it's one of them things that like something I've wanted to always believe in, but never quite. Because as I said, there's always little nuggets or people say they've had these type of experience, but you. There's never any concrete proof. Like I've done the whole Edinburgh vaults and stuff. Dublin was always interested in the ghost tour in Dublin, but um, I'm always interested in it. But it's it's one of the things I'm always being a skeptic at heart. I think, but Cherry Knoll Hospital was one for the ages, though. Mm -hmm. I think I am now. Like back in, in my older oh. days, but back in my gullible, more gullible days, because I am incredibly <laughs> gullible. Um, but my more gullible days, I used to proper eat it up, like yeah. proper eat it up. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other day I was sitting in the living room. <laughs> I, was, I was on. I was. I was on the phone. We were like texting my friend, Amy, and I just says, "Oh my god, the the pit that had a wrapper on the um, side." And I was like, "The wrapper is literally just moved." <laughs> I'd convinced myself that it moved from like one place to another. It hadn't. It just opened out. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> the, the yeah, weird thing. Yes, the weird things we used to do to get scared, though, but. Coming back to the topic that we are talking about, but the big yes. Friday the 13th, we decided um, after the Scream one and having so much fun doing the nerd talk on the Scream, we were going to bring it back to our top fives and we've been putting this one off for quite a while now. Top five slasher movies. Yes. Now, I, we haven't fully prepared like <laughs> we would normally with the top five because we just thought it'd be an open conversation, but we are going to give you mm -hmm. our top five slasher mm -hmm. films. And now, I can imagine a lot is going to be the same. <laughs> it might surprise you. But the next year, just a disclaimer out there, the ultimate best slasher film, in my opinion, is Halloween. I've already mentioned it. I've already talked about it. So I can't use it again uh, in, in this subject, which is annoying. But to me, that again, I know there's been a lot of different films and a lot of different things. But that is, to me, the ultimate slasher film for scares and just for film quality shall we say well i'll kick the list off then because mm -hmm. how i've not mentioned it before right. i've not had it on one of my lists before <laughs> halloween is on my list oh, cool. it is in there because mm -hmm. i genuinely love this film and mm -hmm. i will redact something i said on an old youtube channel i used to have with carolyn we watched we did a reaction to the new halloween movie at the time mm -hmm. and it's generally funny if you can go and find it on youtube it's hilarious because it, we generally do scream it is so <laughs> funny but i said on that i said on that i watched the 1974 one was it four 1974 something like that but i watched it recently and it doesn't hold up i was oh, talking shit. out my ass i was talking <laughs> out my ass thank you it thank you does, uh, it does hold we can up. still be it friends <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it does hold up. It mm. is incredibly intense, even now, like mm -hmm. years and years and years later. It's still intense. It is 
unreal. So yes, I will take back everything I said. And I wasn't dissing it. It's just at that the time, that's how mm. I felt. And it probably because I'd watched that, I'd watch Halloween 2, and then I watched Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. And I love Halloween 3. It's an interesting take. Yeah. It's not Halloween. It's nothing no. to do with the Halloween franchise. It should have just been called Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I absolutely adore that film so much. Mm-hmm. So much so that my mouse mat for my work table is Silver Shamrock. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. I think it's brilliant. But I love the I, I love the masks in that one. The three ones, uh, like the witch, the pumpkin, yeah. and was it the skeleton face? Yeah, and they they were featured in the the trailer for mm-hmm. the new new Halloween film, yes. which I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Just a nice little nod. Yes, it's shown a lot in that one, but again. Um, Going back to the original, the best, the one and only uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Like from that as well, there's a few films that use music perfectly, like Jaws, amazing. But yeah. uh, Halloween as well, it builds attention slowly. Um, it doesn't ever show too much. And I'm over the moon that you've picked it so we can talk about it again. <laughs> well, so. I've never had it on a list. I've never yeah. picked it before. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I knew you wouldn't put it on a list because mm-hmm. you already had. Um, I I completely agree when it comes to music. There's another one on my list. I'm not going to say yet, but another one on my list that, ha- that ha- has the same effect. The mm-hmm. music in it builds on the tension mm-hmm. of the actual film. Yeah. And you'll know exactly what I mean when I see the film later on. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is on fucking real in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Like, this was her first major film? Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, the first, it was her first uh, appearance. I'm, I don't know if it was her first appearance, but um, she was the, I think it was her first big role, because I watched something the other night. Um, she was asked to be Regan, in The Exorcist, so she was originally. You watched uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror. Yes, I have. That's what uh, you watched. Yes, uh, <laughs> well, me and Nick's blasted through both seasons in like uh, a week. They're so good, though, aren't they? Very entertaining, and like I say, you learn a lot of stuff. But I was shocked to know that Jamie uh, Lee Curtis was actually asked to, to be mm-hmm. Reagan in The Exorcist, uh, but her and her mum both turned it down, said it wasn't for her. So, and they were glad they didn't. <laughs> Yep. Um, the actress who is oh, the mouthy one, a friend, mm-hmm. I can't think of the names. It's not um, her from Carrie. It's not her. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. The one who gets killed while babysitting. Yeah. She's in Halloween 3. She's the wife. All She's right. the nagging wife in Halloween 3. Okay. <laughs> um, I just absolutely love it. I really do. And I really, really love the new one. Mm-hmm. I thought it's like not just because it was missing out the ones that I've not seen. I've not seen four and mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Um, I think H2O was perfect for the time it was released because mm-hmm. it fit in with the, the the horror genre at the time. It was very Scream, um, uh, like yeah. based on the Scream franchise after that. It was kind of, because mm-hmm. it was written by Kevin Williamson as well, I believe, or directed. Yeah. I, was, I know he had a part in it type thing. Um, I'm not, not 100% sure. Um, it just, it fit the genre at the time. Mm-hmm. So I really, I, I think it fit in, but I love the fact of taking the element out that she is not Michael's sister. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. She is just, because that makes it even more scary that she, to him, is absolutely nobody, yeah. but just somebody who got in his way and he just never, never go. got to kill her. It just, mm-hmm. thought, it, it just went, not you, not you, no, you. No reason, mm-hmm. I'm coming for no you. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, amazing, exactly. amazing pick. And with you mentioning it, I'll go with my yeah. pick there. It's well, Halloween 2018. <laughs> Good. So you, so you didn't. You managed to get a Halloween film in there. It just wasn't the first one. <laughs> it was always going to be. Um, well I, I was always going to be Michael Myers. Michael Myers is the ultimate bogeyman. He is terrifying. Fuck mm-hmm. Rob Zombie for what he did to Michael Myers. Uh, sorry if you're a fan. I fucking hate them films because they give Michael Myers a backstory, a reason to be evil. He doesn't need mm-hmm. to be a reason. He's just fucking scary. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I think I, I think I owned them before mm-hmm. I sold all my collection. Um, but I don't, I can honestly hand on heart, I don't think I've ever watched them. I have yeah. no interest. I, I, I like Rob Zombie when it's Rob Zombie mm-hmm. doing Rob Zombie and he's just allowed to, because I think that's where he's best mm-hmm. creatively is mm-hmm. when he can do his own thing. Yeah. Uh, don't get us wrong. I'm all for the fact that he's doing uh, the monsters. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be an interesting take, but I'm not overly excited about it because, like I say, I just think he's better mm-hmm. letting his own imagination go off. Certainly. And I think with the new Halloween, as you said, just disregarding everything that came after, because the franchise did become a bit of a joke for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, as a lot of horror films do. And this, again, just went right. Starting here, the first one did happen. This is what happened afterwards, which to me was brilliantly and well thought out. And what was perfect as well was the casting. Um, mm-hmm. They used good casting, people that were relatable, like the people who played like uh, J- J- like Lauren Strode's daughter. Um, I think she was called Judy Greer, I think. Yeah, uh, Judy Greer, she's in Ant-Man. Um, mm-hmm. For Marvel fans, she's, God, she's, she's in everything, to be honest. Wasn't she? She was in Big Bang Theory as well. Yeah. Was but- Judy Greer in that? I think she, she probably will have. Uh, she was going to say quite like a TV actress for a while as well. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a part in that film where she was absolutely mesmerising. Like even outdid Jamie Lee Curtis is basically the turning point when Michael's uh, going down and she's like mm-hmm. pretending to be like this victim yes. dead, and then you just switch and you just go and you think just got yeah. And I just, yeah, my, I get, I'm just getting goosebumps just thinking yeah. about that scene because it, mm. she flipped the switch. Like, there is, she is her mother's daughter. She yeah. just didn't want to be her mother's daughter because mm. she even wore a Christmas jumper on Halloween <laughs> to keep away from the fact <laughs> of what her mother goes through all the time. So, and I just, I love that. But yeah, when it counted, she then became her mother's daughter and it was mm. just, on, and the granddaughter as well. Yes. Such a good casting for a young actress. Um, she was just, she she acted how you, if if, Jamie, if if Laurie Strode had the knowledge of what she does now in from when she was younger, that's mm. how I'd imagine she would be. Yeah, like say, doing the right thing, running away, not trying to get into diff, like, say, mm-hmm. different things, doing sensible things in horror films where you can relate to, but... Again, I'm trying to be like beyond the fem- feminist agenda. Strong female characters not being weak, not being oh, we're mm-hmm. damsels in distress, showing yeah. that fuck they can 
mess people up and uh, family sticks together at the end, even though, like I said, grandmother Laurie yeah. Strode was a bit, uh, shall we say, touched in certain areas. And, and that area when they go to, like I say, her farm and she's got them mannequins where like she uses for target practice, mm-hmm. like I say, it's a nightmare fuel. That, like I say, is scary. And the way she tra- like, trapped out her house so that she knew he was coming as well was so brilliantly done. Again, I've got nothing but admiration because I ex- didn't expect much from this film and it gives us so much more. That's why it's on the top five because yeah. my ex- expectations was here and it just blew mm-hmm. them away. And I was I was thoroughly looking forward to it. I was in a I was in a horror bubble at the time, mm-hmm. like a proper horror little bubble. Like I probably I've just accepted that I'm always in that bubble. <laughs> like I can't get out of it at, <laughs> at all. Um, and I remember me because me and well, me and Carolyn bought the pictures. We like to get what we call the um, oh god, what do we call them? Where we don't want to sit next to anyone. Just <laughs> we just like <laughs> we like literally being sat out the way of people, yeah. and we always get the the two seaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who were sat behind us, I remember at the end of it, what the guy there was a guy and a girl, and he turned around and went, "What a pile of shit that actually was." And I just remember they like, turn around going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, what have you just watched? Like, mm. it was unreal. Like this. You know what probably like it was? It probably, it, probably, it probably scared him and he didn't want to admit that he was scared. Trying to oh, be I all remember we, I remember when we went to go and see it and we ha- we couldn't get our, seat, our normal seats and we had to sit amongst the people. And there was <laughs> <laughs> there was two, girl, two young girls sat next to us and they were absolutely, like, genuinely terrified i could not stop laughing i was literally inside tickled with laughter but generally did actually feel sorry for them because i think that a few times they wanted to get up and leave mm-hmm. and i was like oh no just stay you know, I'm <laughs> <your> money <laughs> just entertain us a little bit more <laughs> i'm gonna see how this is gonna play out <laughs> yeah. no, I, say, I love a good horror film like i said that's one thing i did enjoy watching like the original and this one um again i've mentioned in the past i'm not i'm not showing off the having the projector and the big screen watching these films as they should be like say mm-hmm. i know it's always fun watching it on tv but seeing it on a big screen it, it mm-hmm. makes all the difference all the atmosphere no, i get it um it's all the fun in the park there. But yes, yeah, so my pick, first pick, Halloween 2018, which again, in theory is Halloween 2, 2.0, Three. shall we say? Because it, it was, because 2, two classic, didn't happen. Another, no, 2 didn't happen. No, so basically when Michael fell off the thing, he got arrested. So 2 didn't, because, so 2 didn't, right. t- okay. technically 2 didn't happen. The next one's going to be in the hospital. So that looks like it's going to be a, a like what happens in the hospital afterwards? Right, right. See, I never, I never knew the continuity of because when they changed it up, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what falls in where. And I definitely knew from three onwards mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a good watch. Like, if you've not seen it, like, what is wrong with you? It's so good. <laughs> yes. Um, it's and the fact that they've still got um, oh, what's his name, the, oh. See, this is why I like to come prepared, <laughs> and then stupidly didn't. The yeah, doctor, the, uh, yes, Doctor Loomis. Um, Doctor Loomis. Oh my God, that would have annoyed us. Donald Pleasure. Um, Don. That's it. Thank you. And mm-hmm. um, even the fact that they had him like running through, like he was still a part of it, even though he's been dead for a long time. And mm-hmm. 
first person to mention who's dead. Um, <laughs> I was going to make a joke. I, th- I felt bad last week. I thought I was going to have upset. <laughs> no, no, I do, I do it all the time. You're not the first person to point it out. You probably will not be the last person. I do it all the time. Um, but no, even like having him like running through it, his notes, his his learnings, his teachings, all about, like, they were still implanted mm. in there. I thought that was really special. Mm. And any collectors out there, um, Trick or Treat Studios have just brought out the Michael Myers mask for the next right. film. Um, it's available at Mad About Horror. But I think it's for pre-order at the moment. But, yeah, it's literally just planted in. It looks pretty special. Cool. I'm I ever just said it's planted in. It's on pre-order. That made no sense. Sorry. It's, it's, it's been. It's it can pre-ordered from today. <laughs> <laughs> it's out. If you go to Mad About You, Mad About Horror, it's mm-hmm. on there. It is absolutely unreal. Done by Trick or Treat Studios. Cool. Great. So my next one. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get it out of the way with because I know it's on your list, and if it's not, we're going to be having words. Right. Trick or treat. It's not on my list. God damn it, Paul! What is whoa? I didn't. I don't. Really? Con- I don't consider it as a slasher. It's more of a uh, like I say. Um, Are you effing kidding me? Right, you need to go back and listen to one of our horror ones because you told me when mm-hmm. I put this on a men- on an honourable mention, you said I would consider that as a slasher. Right. Well, I think you talked as round though, so I'm going to give you the credit here because uh, it's, mm. it's one of them video collections one where it's it multiple stories, but. Um, it is, I, it, I still, I still I, like it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was toying with the idea of it, but again, I think I'm leaving this one closer to Halloween because it is one of me Halloween watches, uh, Trick or Treat, which again, mm. as a surprise, I wasn't expecting this to be as good as it was. Me neither. If you look at the promotional stuff, if you look at the posters, this screams out, this is a pile of shit. It, didn't it come, really does. It didn't come out in the cinema though, did it? If you just look at the posters itself, like it just doesn't look great. The opening of it mm-hmm. with the um the comic book style opening of it, mm-hmm. even that looks a bit hmm. Oh, when I, you get I, into I, it, you yeah. are proper in it. Yeah. Like like each it of, is uh, so bad. Try to think how many stories is it in there? Because there's there is uh, the opening yeah. with the couple who mm-hmm. um don't do Halloween properly, who don't yeah. follow the rules of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you introduced to Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, and then you've got the guy who kills the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've the, got the, the serial killer. Stealing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got the serial killer. You've got the kid stealing pumpkins to do a ritual. Mm-hmm. You've got Anna Paquin and her pack of werewolf bitches, mm-hmm. which totally scared the shit out of us. I did not see that coming. No. Um. And then you've got obviously the serial killer who encounters the werewolves. So he was um, a, he was a, he was the same serial killer that killed the kids. Because yes. Uh, yes, yeah. Yep. And then you've got the old guy at the end who has the big encounter with Sam, and it is just brilliant. Oh, uh, who was it? It was Brian Cox. The yes, old guy it was is Brian Cox. Brian yes, Cox. Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um. Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, I can't think of his name from X Men. That would have been really cool if I could have thought of his name from X-Men, I can't. Um, but yeah, it is, I just, I, when you said it was a slasher film, in mm-hmm. that, when we were doing the horror ones, I was like, hmm, I kind of yeah. get that because Sam does brandish a knife, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't kill him, he walks away. Mm. It's, it's, it's a weird one because 
when I watched, because uh, as I said, watching the Eli uh, Roth of horror, there was a lot of horror films there in that that potentially I wouldn't class as a slasher film that mm-hmm. talked about and and used. So it, it's it's a hard genre to say it, but again, I I probably when I originally thought about it, I did think it was going to be a slasher film. But when you talked about it, uh, and like I say when we had that conversation, it kind of mm-hmm. then changed my mind a little bit because it does have slasher elements, but that's not yeah. the key story. The, it's like a ghost oh. story. It's a, like I say, a werewolf story. It's a, a serial killer. That's which... true. It, and because I, I did make a big fuss of the fact that it's anthology and I yeah. love anthology mm-hmm. movies. Like, mm-hmm. love me and Anth. It just could, the whole VHS series, mm-hmm. I would never normally go out my way to watch something like that. And mm-hmm. um, just looking at the, the, the front of the DVD case alone, it mm-hmm. kind of put us off a bit because I just thought that was going to be like a gore fest and I'm not kind yeah. of a gore horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it wasn't yeah. at all. It is, and we binged the series. It is unreal, mm-hmm. so good. But I also love the Twilight Zone movie, mm-hmm. which is again is anthology and um, Creepshow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Creepshow, absolutely, absolutely brilliant, yeah. Absolutely love, and I just love anthology. I love the fact that everything all mixes in and they can mm-hmm. sometimes like yeah interwoven with each other but the thing i think about trick or treat as well um there was iconic imagery in there that you weren't really expecting as well like the sam the pumpkin and like the sack head sorry um was brilliant and when you take that off and the elements of like say these little candy cane that uses the stab people um was quite terrifying um like say the kids who got stuck on the school bus like and came back as, as zombie monsters again that was uh, terrifying the yes. way they did that. And the young girl who played like the, the picked on nerd, uh, which we all related to, um, mm-hmm. all she wanted was the boy to like her or to be friends with her, um, was thinking, like I said, elements in there was all done perfect in, in a way. And mm-hmm. um, again, it's, I know it, it's, it's really hard, and it's really hard to get hold of on DVD and Blu-ray. I don't know if you've noticed. No, I, I've never actually gone out to try and buy it. It is, um, it just has such a huge fan base. Like just for Sam alone, like mm-hmm. he is very much adored and loved. Mm-hmm. Um, Merchandise-wise, for us in the UK, quite hard to come by. So I can imagine the DVDs being quite hard to come by too in America. Mm-hmm. Not an issue. He's everywhere. Spirit of Halloween had a huge one of them. Mm-hmm. for next to nothing like you look at it like our version of TK Maxx prices like it wasn't very expensive yeah um, but Be More Geek in New- in the Metro Centre has the lolly I've got the neck figure this. yeah oh how uh, yeah and I've got the pop I'm as not... well I see I, I said to myself I wouldn't start collecting necker until this room was done out because mm. necker is like not something I would want to take out of the box and I need display like display yeah. places for it. But mm-hmm. they had the lollipop in Be More Geek, and I was so close to buying it, <laughs> so close. But I was shopping with my mom, mm-hmm. and she we'd already been to TK Maxx. I'd already bought a shitload of Halloween <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, I'm nearly forty. If I walk out with this lollipop, she is going to ask some serious questions <laughs> that I cannot be bothered to get into right now. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it. I'll leave it. Uh. No problem. But yeah, I put trick or treat on there just because I genuinely thought you would have had it on, and I've been wanting, I've been dying to talk to you about it for a while. So <laughs> no, it's a good I, choice. I, I, <laughs> I went a bit well left field with some of mine. I've tried to pick ones that you probably wouldn't expect. So, mm-hmm. uh, like I say, my next pick, like I say, mm-hmm. you'll probably 
never have guessed this in a million years, but uh, it's strange. But just before we finish, again, trick or treat. If you haven't seen it, try and get yourself we'll a copy. It. Uh, it is generally one of the be- like better horror films, and it will surprise you as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hidden gems in that, uh, and yeah, it's a brilliant film. For a horror film, it's adorable. It is absolutely <laughs> adorable. But the storytelling itself, if you, is just really well done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I can say. It's well done stories that fit in the horror genre. It's mm-hmm. just, it's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant film. But go on, what's your next one? So, when I watched this, it completely mm-hmm. wasn't what I expected. And it was mm-hmm. and it done the slasher film in a way that I don't think it'll ever be done again. And uh, there's talks of a sequel, which, again, I wouldn't mind. But if they don't make another sequel, I wouldn't be too upset because I think it's just a perfect film. It's um, one of the actors in it is one of my favourite actors. And he's brilliant in anything he does is Alan Turdick. So it's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. And why did I not even think of this? This is generally one of the funniest horror films that has ever been done because it is the one that takes the piss out of every horror cliche that there is. Yes. And I love it. Oh my God. I so want to watch this film now. I love it. <laughs> it's just hilarious because you see the artwork, you see the cover, and it looks like it's just going to be a general, like, country bumpkins kill kids in the woods uh, horror. But it turns out it flips, flips again, flips the switch and says these mm-hmm. two lovable country bunkins just want to like a nice little easy getaway, and these kids for some reason are absolutely terrified of them and get themselves into the most stupid positions where they end up killing themselves by accident in ways that are the most gruesome and idiotic ways possible, and so. Yeah. Everyone that witnesses it, they think these poor two two blokes, like Alan Turdick and uh, what's the other lad called? Um, uh, Tyler Labine, he played Deal. Um, I know he was in yeah. uh, Reaper uh, yeah. years ago. Fans love that film. But honestly, it's just hilarious. Like I say, it, it, it's, it feels like it's going to be like, say, something like Evil Dead, and it turns out to be Final Destination gone wrong. <laughs> I've just said that Reaper was a film. It wasn't. Sorry, it's. Um, I'm sorry. I'm pulling up all my films on my phone now. I want more information. Um, we should have come more prepared. <laughs> um, this is. It does. It just. It mocks mm-hmm. in such in like the best way possible all the horror cliches that. But they don't. They don't inflict it. Mm-hmm. They do it to themselves. Like it is genius, and they're doing a sequel. There were talks about it, but I don't think it's gone ahead. Uh, I know, again, it's one of them films that didn't do well or didn't get released in the cinema and it found its home on DVD or Blu-ray when it first came out. Mm-hmm. It was like a word-of-mouth film, film where more people watched it and I, you can't but help but enjoy this film. Even if you're not a horror fan, it's just so ridiculously funny. Uh, mm-hmm. like there's bits where like this one kid is getting thinks he's being chased and he's running alongside... like what he thinks took her in deal and it turns out they're running right alongside each other and they're just looking at each other and why are you running we're not chasing each other and the kid runs into a tree branch that splits him in half and it's it's, it's so grotesque and like and poor like took her in deal has got and it's like look at each other why are these kids are we joining are, are there a secret cult that's killing themselves in front of us <laughs> and like say there's a local sheriff that 
are quite suspicious of Tucker and Dale because they like to say, look like the country bumpkins and mm -hmm. I think they're trying to kill them but then he gets killed in the most accidental but stupid way as well but I think one of the uh, like lead, like think things of a bean gets knocked off and it just hits him and nails in the head and these poor kids are just chasing and this like say the love interest that's in it as well she's kind of like knows that Dale's not a killer and she's trying to tell all mm -hmm. her friends but she keeps him getting knocked out <laughs> it's like slapstick horror but done amazingly well yeah it's such a good cast as well like and Alan Turdick doesn't get enough screen time like he's he's just so funny mm -hmm. and it was a surprise I generally I, to look at it it just looks like it like shouldn't a, work. You know, it shouldn't work. That's, yeah, the, that's you know, the beauty of it. Do you know them zombie, them zombie films that keep bringing out, like zombie beavers and shit like that? Yes. It reminded me of something like that. Like, like it was just gonna, it was just mm. gonna be naff. Mm -hmm. Naff. <laughs> um, and, uh, Sorry, it, get it the just, northern out of you there, Sam. So it's fine. <laughs> well, I've noticed quite a few times that we've said film. Our film. <laughs> film. Um, <laughs> just a topic that's on the Facebook group at the moment about a northern, um, the northern language and how we change words. And film is one of them. I used to, I used to work in Exeter, and people used to pull me up for that a lot. Film, but yeah, um, it's just it, it's so funny and just so them characters are just so lovable. Like you mm -hmm. just love the life out of them. That like you just. <laughs> can't believe all this bad stuff's happening to them <laughs> yes so yes so that's been my... a while since i've seen it though i know i think like say because nick's away looking after the cats at the moment so um i think it'll be one basically we'll watch when she gets back <laughs> well my next one is a recent one mm -hmm. from 2017 all right i basically watched it because everyone else was watching it Mm -hmm. That was the only reason. I had no reason to watch it. I hadn't watched a trailer or anything like that. And I thought, everyone's talking about it on Instagram. I'm just going to go and watch it. And um, it's from Blumhouse. So why I doubt it that I wouldn't like it, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But it's Happy Death Day. All right. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's, it. It was a film that I think we'll describe it as just like popcorn film. You would watch mm -hmm. and... Like say, I never really. Like say, I, I, I'm surprised I got a sequel, but I love the sequel. <laughs> I really love. I really generally love these films. Like yeah. films. Um, <laughs> me, I, I watched it, and I was like, I said to Anne, you've got to, you've got to watch it. Like, I really, it's just an enjoyable mm -hmm. film. There's nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna say movie from now on. I hate it. <laughs> Don't don't take away like I say what what makes you good. That's the fine. Damn you, Tom, <laughs> for putting that up on there. Um, no, I, I I got him to watch it with us for my second run, and he really enjoyed them to the point where we watched the second one when it came out together, mm -hmm. and we just it was just fun. I just yeah. I like the idea of it, and it's it's Groundhog Day <laughs> in the worst way possible. Um, but the fact that they use that analogy at the end. When he says, "Oh, it's like Groundhog Day," that and she was like, "What's Groundhog Day?" It's like, oh, that's me. I thought the actress who played Tree was just brilliant. Yeah, loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I just really liked her attitude. I think she was a proper bitch, and then just turned into a non non so bitch. <laughs> just, it's like, I, like see, I like the premise. Like, say, you can be an arsehole and like die so many million times, and then decide mm -hmm. yeah, I might 
want to rechange how, how I treat people. Um, yeah. But every time, I like the fact that every time she died, it's, it's not like she was better the next day. She was feeling the effect of each mm. death that she was having. Yeah, and it was having like more and more effects. So then we mm-hmm. going to give you that like sense of urgency, like well, shit, we need to get the sword because there's one of these times I'm not going to wake back up type thing. Up, yeah, yeah, quite like that element. Like say the baby face thing, killer was quite sinister as well. That that whole mask uh, baby face. was um, off putting, shall we say? But <laughs> I think the reason why I didn't love it as much it just reminded us of a supernatural episode. The the mystery spot where uh, oh, Dean, yeah. where Dean Dean gets killed like so many different times and Sam's going slowly insane watching Dean die every day. But uh, oh my god, it's the it's where he oh, he sings at the beginning, doesn't he? Yeah. Every morning he's singing the same song, and by the end of the episode, you are singing that song. Yeah. Be exactly the moment. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I remember that one. Now, back when Supernatural was good. Yes, when I think it was, uh, like I said, first introduced. I don't know if it was, no, actually, it was a second introduction of Loki. Um, I think it was the second mm. time he was there. But um, yes, that, that, that's what it reminds us of, like I said, that episode of Supernatural. And again, I, this might be just being biased, but I thought Supernatural did it better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't want to agree because it's on my list. Yeah. But I kind of see where you're coming. No, I really, I just, I generally like it. I thought it was a modern day slasher done mm. in a modern day setting that didn't, but still had the same feel mm. as what the slasher genre should be. So, so that's yeah. my, that's my pick. Yeah, no, it's a good pick. I'm, I'm surprised. Like I say, we're, I, I know you went for the original Halloween, but we haven't went more of the more traditional classic slashes. I know we can't use Scream because, like I said, that was Scream that we talked about last week. Yeah, we uh, done. We, we took that out by doing a whole episode on it. So. Yeah, so um, that, that, that was the thing. But um, like I said, when you think about all the difference, like, I know my picks. I haven't went to classical, which surprised me as well. But um, I don't think. I think I liked them more when I was younger, but when I've watched them now, they don't really have too much of an effect. But again, I'll, I think I've got a few honourable mentions what can we talk about afterwards. But... Yeah, I do. I have honourable mentions too. Some that I... I, mm-hmm. uh, I to be honest, it was the, the trick-or-treat one I replaced one with. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into my honourable mentions a bit. Right, that's my happy death day. Mm-hmm. Cool. So my next one is basically a screen rip-off. Um... But I, I still really enjoy this one. Um, it's done in a way that, like I say, I really enjoyed. And like I say, again, with going back to what, what I loved about as well, is the cast was done brilliantly. And mm-hmm. it was Urban Legends. Oh, you mentioned this last week. Yeah. I should have seen that one coming. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, 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 for it, all it fits it, it fits in with that time of scream and I know what you did last summer. It still had a different feel to it. Yeah, but that was one of the things I did like about because there was a lot of films that came out after scream that were direct ripoffs. Like say I know what you did last summer. Um, like say Cherry Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, even this, like say uh, Urban Legends, were like say part of the screen careers and some of them did them well mm-hmm. some of them like say I, I didn't hate I, I I know what you did last summer but I didn't love it at the same time um, I did at the time I did at the time of release because obviously as I mentioned last week I was wanting to live that American lifestyle like <laughs> and that was the that that was part of it 
mm-hmm. with them, you know, the, mm-hmm. the summer before they go off to college mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like our summer holidays. They yeah. actually did something <laughs> fun, apart from the killing somebody. But yeah, it was, it, 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 so at the time, yes. Right now, not so much. I still like this one because I think with me, I was always a big fan of urban legends. Like I used to read about them. You used to go on the internet and see, like, say, Bloody Mary or all these big American folk stories or things that people used to do, like uh, turn your headlights off and, and if someone flashes you, you, you chase them down and stuff like that. Oh, or, I was going to say, is that not, that, that's not dogging, isn't it? No. <laughs> that's what they're doing, jogging. <laughs> I, 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 I know we're not family friendly, Sam, but let's. let's <laughs> Sorry, I have I have been listening to a podcast today that was talking about the ethics of documentary. (laughs) So it just came into my head. My apologies. Um, I do. um, Urban legends. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you said bloody. Obviously, you said bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. That is a huge one for us in the northeast of England Mm -hmm. because that is Marianne Cotton. Yeah. Not sure. Was no, bloody not? no, because Bloody Mary was just basically you say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror and then. Oh my God! Pipe. Yes, right. Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the um. So when we were at school, so uh, Mary Ann Cotton was a a serial killer, ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she poisoned mm-hmm. a lot of people. She if they fair. basically got in our way, she mm-hmm. she she gave them a cup of tea that had arsenic in it, yeah, which apparently from, was from wallpaper um, at the time as well. Very, very easy to get a hold of. Yeah, it was on the wallpaper. She used to scrape it off the wallpapers in the house and put it in you tea. Put it in tea. Yeah. Um, I watched Dark Angel on Sunday. I actually watched it before we did the Scream podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, very good. I enjoyed it. But yeah, when we were in school, we we used to do the, you had, you had to have a gold ring mm-hmm. with blonde hair. And because we are right next to, or in direct, direct line to the prison, Mm-hmm. Um, where she was hanged because she was from the area that I lived at before I moved back to where I'm at now mm-hmm. she actually lived there um, and used to swing the gold used to have like the the hair and the gold ring and on your hand and mm-hmm. if it swung round she was in the area she was going to get you <laughs> but I think that's what the thing like all the ghost stories like living like say in uh, like say near where I did and also like say Hilton Castle the card lad of uh, Hilton, uh, used, like I said, the school I went lived in, worked, went to in Ryup, used to have a uh, a ghost that used to haunt the uh, haunt the girls' toilets for some reason. But um, I was always interested, in, like I said, that kind I of folk folklore type things that yeah. thing. So that, that element of like the urban legends always did gross. And like I said, as you think of the cast for like I said. Nineties horror, like say Jared Leto was in it, Joshua Jackson mm-hmm. uh, had Robert England in as well, Tara Reid. It of, did. So the the cast was pretty not too bad, and again, it was fun. It it had the scream feel where it didn't take itself too seriously. It it, it mm-hmm. made jokes about the whole genre and like say about the urban legends as well. And again, not many like a thing. I didn't see the twist with a female killer. Um, that's the one nope. thing I, I didn't see coming. And that's where most of the horror films at that time was quite easy to work out and quite easy to spot. Um, that one didn't. That one did catch us out. So, again, I was quite happy about that. So that that's why Urban Legend is in my top five slashes. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good one. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. Um, the one scene that I will literally skip or leave the room for is the, the dog the dog in the microwave yeah 
Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive. I can't do anything to, even if it's fictional, hurting animals, cannot do it. Will walk out of a room, will either cover my eyes and ears so I can't hear anything. That's what scares me. Mm -hmm. Not not female serial killers running around or even male ones for that matter, but mm -hmm. animals getting hurt, can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, it is a good one though. I really enjoyed it. I really, I, I, I want to go and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the problem though, when we talk about these things that like uh -huh. i know um i was laughing at, at uh like the facebook group last week um one of the one of the lasses who's just put a post on saying that you're listening to the screen podcast and getting very frustrated mm -hmm. that you can't trip in and argue with us which again would probably, <laughs> if it was me watching it would probably be the same thing so uh it's good that we're getting that type of response but uh yes uh urban legends uh Scream knockoff, which to be honest, if, if I could pick Scream, would have probably taken its place. Um, but no, I, I, I still enjoy it, I still love it. Good, good. Well, my next one is from the year I was born, okay, 1983. Mm -hmm. So it is in the ending part of the slasher genre. It's kind of well, it's actually almost like bang in the middle. Mm -hmm. If the slasher genre came to an ending right at the end of the 80s, this is bang in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, it is. Where is it? There's nothing really much to. It has one of I don't I don't know if controversial is is the right term to use, but controversial endings mm -hmm. ever in a horror film. Right. If I was to get my mouth open. <laughs> sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. You've never heard of sleepaway camp. No, I've never heard of it. Holy mother of God. You've never heard of Sleepaway Camp. I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. It is. It's part of the Sasha genre. Um, it does have a very controversial ending. Right. And I don't actually want to get into it because I really want you to go and watch it. It's on YouTube. It, the full film's on YouTube. Um, it is It is very... It's a camp-based It's a camp based Yeah, but so, it's a, it's, so, it's, so it's in the kids, theme of kids, the Friday the 13th type thing. But it's the kids that are the focus, not the actual cam like the counselors that are there. It's the kids that are the focus. Right. Um, it's oh my god, I can't believe you've not heard Sleepaway Camp. It is so good. Don't worry about spoilers. Like, say, I, even if I watch it, I'll probably say it. But like, say, I'm quite interested. I can't. I cannot spoil the end because it will ruin the whole film and the ending. Like I say, if you go onto any list of horror films that have shocking endings, mm -hmm. this is one of them. Right. Because you do not, there's no fucking way you see this coming at yeah. all. It's, it, honestly, Paul, I'm not even, I'm happy to, I am happy to skip past this one for another time because I generally, I watch this every year on my birthday. All right, okay. I generally so never heard of it, so um, I'd say it probably passed me by a little bit. So I'll take it by the premise, is it? Yeah, I'll take there's a premise like the kids are the killers rather than. The actual um yes mm -hmm. yes that's not really spoiling anything like you can tell it's not the counselors because they're all working together like they're not big dickheads like you would expect them to be mm -hmm. for that type of film um or movie because i can really hear it now um but yeah it is it don't look into it mm -hmm. i'm so surprised it hasn't shown up on eli roth's history of horror because it is up there in the for me the slasher the slasher pantheon it is it's a just the ending oh my god the ending is just brilliant absolutely brilliant it is on youtube 
-hmm. I highly recommend that you watch it and we will come back to this another time. So you move on to your next one. Right, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Controversial, like say, skip the pickle. Um, So yes, um, my next one, again, is a modern one, 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, Saw this one at the pitches. Again, wasn't expecting anything didn't really see much advertising because this came about where with very little fanfare and when it hit this blew up this was one of the biggest like horror films i i think changing the rules and and everything for us because again would you class this as as a slasher i certainly would because of the the first part of it but mm-hmm. it's so clever so well done and the ending is just so surprising that you don't really expect it. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would put it in the slasher genre. It has mm-hmm. slasher elements in it. It mm-hmm. also it has a lot of other elements in it, but that's what mm-hmm. makes it as special as what it is because you, yeah, that ending, mm-hmm. you do not see coming in the no. slightest. And it is brilliant. We were just talking about this the other day because it comes up on Eli Roth's programme. Mm-hmm. And even Anthony was like, I'm going to have to watch it again because that looks like he can't, he generally can't remember it. And when mm-hmm. he, we were talking about the end, he was like, that sounds really cool, actually, with all the different monsters coming out. Yeah. So I know this was filmed quite a, a, a few years before it was actually released. Because um, I know, like I said, I don't know if Chris Hemsworth did Thor before this, but I think it came out because Ooh. of Chris Hemsworth was being cast as Thor because oh, they had this film right. in the pocket and thought, right, we can use this as, as a Chris Hemsworth vehicle now. Um, but Ooh. again, flipping the switch, absolutely brilliantly done where there's these gods uh, like that run the show and we have to do certain things to appease the gods um, and give it an entertaining value as well. So any, like, and what they said is every type of movie or horror film trope is done for a purpose like yep. so the, the drugging these kids to act certain ways like to be slutty to be a stoner to be stupid mm-hmm. and jockey even though like say quite intelligent and like say down-to-earth people um but they get them to act in certain ways and die in certain ways that um had to appease these gods and it's so like the little tricks they do it like um and they get you to go in the basement and uh, to pick your own destiny. Like there's got like a, a box there where it brings out someone that looks like a Hellraiser. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the Necrocomicon to bring out the Deadites. Yeah, it, it, um, it just rem- it reminds us a lot of Evil Dead. That's that mm-hmm. the setting of it. Yeah, but yeah. And when they finally work out what's going on, and like I said, the two kids that are meant to die, or one of them was meant to die, and the Virgin was either survive or, or, or not. It, it depend <laughs> on uh, the preference, but. And um, when they got to that part and you, you see all the different elevators and different factions that it does lead to and the bigger mm-hmm. picture, that was the whole thing. Then as soon as when they escaped, the carnage and everything that it caused, and then the big reveal at the end, that fucking Sinitsugona Weave is in, in charge as well. That was brilliantly played out and totally not expecting as well. No. And again, for a modern horror film, as I know I, I'm been quite vocal in the past like say modern horror films have not been great and um and not lived up to the thing hype this one had no hype and it came out of nowhere and it blew me mm-hmm. away completely and i know again 
he's not flavor of the month or in a nice person. I know it had Josh Sweden had a lot to do with this and um, to get this out there. And it was like as as I said, it was billed as a Josh Sweden produced film. I don't know if his name would be as attached as much as it probably has been, but um, but it, again, it just like I say a complete surprise and. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the cast as well, the cast are absolutely perfect and entertaining. Um, a little too on the nose at times, especially with a guy that was a bitty ripper of a shaggy out of Scooby-Doo, but you can't really complain too much there. <laughs> no, I do. Like This is this is a, one of these movies where I've seen on a list mm-hmm. of unex- like, surprisingly good horror film list. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the reason why I watched it for. And mm-hmm. it does have a huge fan base. Mm-hmm. This is what happens to these films, though. They don't get it. They, they, they come out of nowhere. They can either be hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the aftermath. It's mm-hmm. the DVD release that builds that that mm-hmm. fan base. So Trick or Treat has the same mm-hmm. the same thing, and this one has one too. Is it's so underrated as a mm-hmm. horror film? It's it's ridiculous because it is so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. There's no <laughs> other way to describe it. Cool. So yes, yeah, so that's my fourth pick there. So uh, the cabin in the right. woods. Well, my last one mm-hmm. started it all. Not really. It didn't. <laughs> um, From Pete and Tom. <laughs> probably started this. <laughs> probably started the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. I might be a bit too bold in my statement. It generally is one of my favorite films done by one of my favorite directors. Um, it is the movie that scares my sister more than anything in this world. It's Psycho. I knew Psycho was going to be on your list there. Yeah. Um, it is generally one of my favourite. I have, oh my God, I have loved this film since mm-hmm. since the day I rented it out of mm-hmm. Shiny Roll College. <laughs> because I could not get a hold of it at mm-hmm. all. And the minute I saw it in Shiny Roll College Library, mm-hmm. I rented it out. And I watched it. My sister caught the last. This is why Michaela is so scared of it. And um, she caught the last part. Mm-hmm. I don't generally don't think Michaela watched the whole film all the way through. Right. Um, but she watched the last part, and it was where the you have Norman Bates, and then you have the the skull of his mother mm-hmm. going over the top of him, like translucent over the top of him. Yeah. And it freaked the fuck out. She was so scared. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think that was the first, I think that was the first time she'd ever seen it and she was mm-hmm. terrified. But from that moment on, I loved this movie. I went, when we went to, um, when I went to Florida for the first time, when I was 15, um, it's not there anymore. There's still re- residents, residents, remnants of it there, but it's not there. The Shrek ride's there instead, but mm-hmm. that whole Shrek ride used to be an Alfred Hitchcock experience. Mm-hmm. And you would go in and you would watch a, a little movie, like of all a montage of these films, and then you would go onto a sound stage. And mm-hmm. at the end of it, you came into the, the gift shop and yeah. it just had wall Bates Motel mm-hmm. stuff. And I was so overwhelmed. That was so much there. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> That's what I do. When I get too overwhelmed with, so, with something, mm-hmm. I don't want to pick the wrong thing. So I yeah. just don't get it at and I will always instantly regret not buying <laughs> Bates Motel um, dressing gown and, t- and towel. But I bought, I did buy a book that mm-hmm. gave me every fact 
<laughs> on the movie ever. Yeah. This is me all over. Mm. When I was younger, I was obsessed with the X-Files. Mm-hmm. And for Easter, I got a, an X-Files guide to the first and second series. It right. was like my fucking Bible. I used to carry it everywhere <laughs> right. with me. And yeah. if anyone wanted to get into a conversation, I was like, wait a minute. Did you know? <laughs> and Fact I check. did the same. I did. <laughs> and I did even as like a 15, 16 year old, I did the same with this bloody um, Alfred Hitchcock fact book on Psycho. But then it just it evolved. Like we love like the birds is... Again, one of my favourites. I love it. I yeah. sat and watched it recently. I have a genuine fear of birds. It's not through that film. It mm-hmm. is through... Um, I got attacked as a kid by a bunch of ducks. Can't. <laughs> it's but not the... the bird itself. It's the wings. Yeah. Those it's damn the, ducks. It's the flap. The flapping. <laughs> right. Don't do... It's the flapping noise. It, it just freaks us out. Um, so anytime I watch that film, I just get totally... Mm-hmm. Goose, like I get shaken up by it. But Psycho is just, it is that we what I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's that movie that the soundtrack running yeah. through it, that violin soundtrack mm-hmm. brings the intensity out. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it goes through your teeth type thing. It's like that type of effect. I was I'm gutted when I first watched Psycho. I didn't watch Psycho one. I think I watched Psycho two or three. It was on Channel Four at seven o'clock at night. So that was my first experience of Norman Bates and the Bates Hotel. Um, I think it was Psycho like, Two when he was getting going back to the hotel after he'd been um, med- medically cleared or something like that. Yeah, Psycho Two is very no Psycho Three. Because it was one where it, was, on, it was in, wasn't in black and white; it was in color. Um, yeah, they're all in color after the first one. Um, Psycho, I'm sure Psycho Three is the one where he goes back. He gets it. He gets. Somebody comes to the house and not lives with them, but stays with them for a bit, and it gets out of hand. Mm-hmm. Mother comes back. Yeah. Psycho Four is a really good film, mm-hmm. really good for a for a, a fourth in the seat in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the radio station one. It's right. where he's he's on the phone with the radio station host, mm-hmm. and he's basically trying to convince the radio host he is this sadistic person. It's not his mother. It's him. And she flips it to where it's no. This is this is an illness, and you have it. And she, they, they have this battle out throughout the whole movie of, you know, who what good of good and evil. And in the end, he burns the place down. Mm. And it's so good. Anthony Perkins is brilliant in that. Mm. But obviously, very very young Anthony Perkins in the first one. Mm-hmm. Very, his acting just isn't quite there yet. Like it's good. It's really good for the time. But it's mm-hmm. he, he gets better. As Norman yeah. Bates, as it mm-hmm. goes on, and this mm-hmm. is why I don't diss the, the sequels to the movie because you get to see him evolving, and mm-hmm. it, I really, I really enjoy the the. I don't mind the sequels at all, but obviously the first one is supreme. Yeah, you got Janet Lee in there. You got the woman who, who does that scream better than her <laughs> daughter. She didn't really last long as well. It was again through the scream. Uh, like say where Scream got the inspiration for Drew Barrymore's early demise. Mm-hmm. Like say get the big star in, thinking she's going to be the big uh, throughout, and doesn't even make it out the shower. No, she didn't even get out the shower. Um, but her scream is used mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. So when um, is it Vera Mills when she comes in and she turns Mother around and she sees that it's an actual like you know mm-hmm. corpse, yeah. um, and she does that iconic scream. Mm-hmm. If she pulls back, that's Janet Lee. 
because she couldn't scream. She didn't have that that <laughs> screech in her. No, yeah. she didn't. But that's Janet Lee who does that. And me little book that I had broke down the shower scene. Mm-hmm. That used to fascinate the shit out of me. How he did that shower scene. Yeah, I think it was on so Eli Roth. It was it was thirty two different shots in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, that was the I couldn't believe. But again, and when you look back to today's modern standard, it, it it's not really that graphic and it's nothing. But again, it didn't need to be. It it just no. had to be like I say, little elements. And like I say, when you see the little uh, dark color, which like I say was a blood going down the plug hole. It was iconic, and again, it changed, as I said, slasher films or horror films going forward. Um, which can you introduce the genre to it, like that, mm-hmm. like the, the genre of slasher? I don't. I, I, I'm a, a very bold statement of me to say it started it, but yeah, no, I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I think it might not have started, but it was the one that did it the best. Yeah, for the time, but I will watch anything to do with this movie documentaries like mm-hmm. the, it's almost like my Tolkien obsession because <laughs> I am I am obsessed with, with I, I love Lord of the Rings but I am more obsessed with Tolkien so mm-hmm. I will watch anything mm. anything to do with him and it's the same when it comes to Psycho or any Alfred Hitchcock film for that matter um, and they when Anthony Perkins brought out the biography film with Helen Mirren of Hitchcock and it's all to do about the making of Psycho mm-hmm. Brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But the, the story is fantastic. Like, I know I've gone on about everything else other than the story, but the story <laughs> is fantastic. That it's broken into two parts. You've got the first part, obviously, where you kill your main star, and then the second part where they're going out to find her. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't exactly the nicest of people. Like, she was having an affair with somebody who was married and then stole a bunch of money from a business who, in, who trusted her. Mm-hmm. Marion Crane was not the greatest of people. She didn't deserve to die in a shower, but she wasn't the best of people. No, and um, I'd say when the true victim in that story again is Norman Bates. Like I say, abused. But, yeah, he's abused as a child, grown up uh, to adore his mother, but being also terrified of her at the same time to to the point where he encapsulated and can't ever escape uh, escape well, her in a way. Heavily influenced by Ed Gein. Yeah, and um, the. The mother inside of it, obviously not the um, mm-hmm. the corpse and, yeah. and the you know the skin and, building and shit like that and the nipple yeah. belts and stuff, nothing like that. <laughs> but no, it, it was it got really into for a film that isn't really that long, not a long film. And mm-hmm. um, it's the psychological part of it is yeah. incredibly interesting. I know you could class it as, you class it as a slasher because of the kill. Mm-hmm. There is only one kill. Well, there's two. There's two. The the detective gets it. Um, there's not kill wise. It's not massive, but it is done with a knife. So there's a slasher. But the psychological part of it mm-hmm. is really interesting. There is a, this, the series Bates Motel. I have I have tried. I have tried to get mm-hmm. into it, but it is one where I can. I'm not. I'm not in it enough to keep going back. Like, yeah. does, it hasn't gripped us yet. No, I, I didn't think it was for me. I tried watching it, but. Again, it, it's it's all about humanizing or giving reasons why they are killers. It's it's always more interesting that you don't see that aspect. And to me, like I say, even though there's great actors and actresses in it, again, I was never going to get bought into it. But eh, it's got its fan base. Um, it's it done, it done well for the horror genre as well. So it got new fans it, it and oh, new definitely. eyes on it, on it as well. 
definitely i didn't i didn't not like it it just didn't grip me enough to where i had to like watch the next episode straight away like with mm-hmm. other series what did um, you think just to say something controversial as well what did you think of the vince vaughn remake where never it was a shot shot by shot want to see it where it was basically just like a, an exact shot by shot remake of the same film in a pointless done way. What were they thinking? Oh yeah, and you see Anne Hesh's um, bum hole. Mm-hmm. If you ever listen to Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Bauman and Kevin Smith, they used to do a segment called Anne Hesh's bum hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's awful. Who directed that? Oh, uh, um, was it Gus Van Sant? Yes, it was. Oh, good God. It was... Why, though? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of them things where someone thought that was a good idea and come out afterwards went, why the fuck did we do it, that? It was not. And the original scored 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Personally, I think it should be 100 mm-hmm. because it is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I got a name right. It was Vera Mills. Mm-hmm. Well done, me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, nothing will will ever. I, I own every single Alfred Hitchcock film mm-hmm. because my dad, when he went on when he first discovered eBay and went on a spending spree, he found every single Alfred Hitchcock film in a folder mm-hmm. from Japan. Right. <laughs> And that's what I have. It's in my living room. It's huge. And it's got every single one in. But it's literally, it's from Japan. It's not, like, all the copies are English. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the packaging is all Japanese. Japanese. Oh, Brilliant. Not a bad find. <laughs> so, last pick, Psycho, which was, like I say, a good last to lead to the end. So, well done for that one. Uh, I knew you were going to pick it. I had a funny feeling. So, like I say, that's why the one ones didn't leave off my list. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready for my last pick? Yes. So this film, again, I know a few people have watched it recently and don't get, like say, I don't understand how they don't get how this scary this film is. I generally left the cinema and was terrified to go home alone. Uh, no. I, would, I would not be at home in the dark for a long time after this film. And again, normally I don't get too scared during films, but the premise and the idea of this film Scares the shit out of me now. Uh, it was in 2008. Starred mm-hmm. uh, uh, Liv, uh, Liv Tyler. Oh my God, right, yes. So, I know. The Strangers. You've the never prim- seen it. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. But mm-hmm. I have seen the um, end because it gets spoiled on every list mm-hmm. or mention of this because it, it does get highly regarded mm-hmm. as, a, as a top-notch film. Okay. Um, it's it's <laughs> for them. Um, I keep doing it. <laughs> it's just like see the premise of this. Well, the idea behind it just terrifies me. It's the fact that if you even if you go away and like say if you live in an area where it's quite secluded and mm. you're in the house by yourself and we all have, get nervous when you're by yourself. It's, I don't. It's an uneasy feeling. And having someone knock on the door that you're not expecting, or uh, like say asking a question, especially late at night, mm-hmm. and then the whole idea of this is the slowly tension building, and like say the the masks as well as creepy as fuck. Like mm-hmm. say I know some horror films when they use a mask, it, it can either go either way, it can either be really scary or really cheesy. This one was yeah. done 
just enough where it was unnerving and you never see the killer's faces. And the whole premise never. is, never see the faces. Ooh. And the whole premise Ooh. is, the reason why they're doing it is because they answered the door, they were in at the time. So if they had never answered Ooh. the door, they would have moved on to someone else. They didn't pick them, they didn't choose them for any reason other than they answered the door. That's un that's uneasy, that, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. really uneasy. Um, I don't know if this falls under the slasher genre. It's more of a survival mm -hmm. horror, if that is even a genre. But it reminds us, when you're describing of it, it reminds a lot of Hush. Mm -hmm. You ever seen Hush? Yeah. No, no, I can say I've seen it. The reason why, like I say, as a... As I would suggest, this is a slasher, is because they're getting stalked. Like I say, they use weapons, and like I say, mm -hmm. it, it is like I say, torture up there. It is kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way, and like and the type type of way where it's kind of like they're being hunted down. And mm -hmm. Liv Tyler again, I'm not a biggest fan. I know she's done some good things, and like I say, oh, I don't she, mind her. I don't she, have she, any. She, she, she was in this. She was in this terrible film about walking in rings, which. Uh, was not my street. <laughs> I'm taking the piss out of you, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it was a film about walking about a ring. <laughs> I was like, what are you on about? Well, because I can't take. I, I cannot accept the fact that nobody doesn't like what doesn't like Lord of the Rings. Michaela hates Lord of the Rings. I think she absolutely despises it. But yeah, no, I did not get that. I was. No. I was too busy trying to look out the corner of my eye to see if my lights were still on. <laughs> Even though I can quite easily see them in my camera. So yeah. that was just ridiculous, yes. But okay. But the Thank whole... you for mocking the rings. <laughs> I'll always do it though, so don't worry. Um, I can't wait we'll do that episode. That's going to be an interesting one. But we'll I can't see. wait until Vic gets on here because Vic is a huge Lord of the Rings fan and <laughs> she will back me up. <laughs> but um, yes, so... Like I said, when they've got like the end, and like I said, these three people who's basically worn this to couple out, tortured them, put them through all different types of mental anguish, and Liv Taylor's basically barely hanging on, and just she says, "Why?" I like say, "Why are you doing this?" And she said, "You were in." It's so terrifying, and when they're driving away as well after leaving them for dead, uh, basically they come up to these kids, pull up mm -hmm. on a road, and. Um, the kids are giving out these Bible study like say leaflets and these killers just take it and drive off because you think they're going to kill the kids. But uh, I, I know there was a seagull. The seagull is terrible. Don't even bother with the seagull. It, it's so anticlimactic. But this, if you're like you say, ever home alone and you want to be really scared, watch it because it makes you feel uncomfortable and not wanting to be home alone or even in a house by yourself. I can do that to myself without having to watch anything. When Anth was on a close once and he was getting the lift home so I could have I didn't have to go and pick him up. Mm -hmm. I was I managed to scare myself by lying in bed with my foot out the bed and thinking to myself, what would you do? Like asking myself the question, what would you do if somebody touched your foot right now? <laughs> and I managed to freak myself out. So I can do it perfectly okay by myself um but i will wait until Anth is in the house to watch that one <laughs> cool. so that's my final pick um again if you've not seen it go and see the strangers if you like to be scared because generally mm -hmm. it is a scary film which again not many i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch films. it it comes up on every list mm -hmm. of like the best intense horror films it comes mm -hmm. up on everything the mm -hmm. 
the 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 whole story is not I wouldn't it is kind of ruined but it I don't care like I mm. really don't care you don't I need to know it. yeah you don't need to know the premise uh, just like I said the way they go on and like I said the behavior it's unnerving and that that's mm-hmm. to me makes a good horror film that makes you feel that uncomfortable and you can't not watch it because you want to see what happens mm-hmm. um not to the point where it's like say get, when it's like say I'm not a big fan of the torture porn craze. We've had this type mm-hmm. of conversation before. Um, like say I can give it, take it or leave it, but it's just cleverly done. Um, yeah, um, no, torture porn's not my my cup of tea either. Not a fan. Um, but for all we've done a list um, <laughs> of slasher films, we not one of us has actually mentioned Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Certainly, I, I thought that was going to be a case again. I might get shot for this because when you watch the films, none of them are really that good. <laughs> mm. I mean, no, don't get us wrong. I love the first one. It is, it is iconic. It was, you know, it, it followed on lovely from Halloween. Um, mm. And it, one of my favorite t-shirts is my Friday the 13th one, which I've got on mm-hmm. right now. And um, I do really like the first one. But apart from that, I don't really have an infinite love for the, mm. for the franchise. And um, don't get me wrong. I think Freddy versus Jason is fucking brilliant. <laughs> I will fight you, any of you. That film is funny as shit. <laughs> it is really good. I really enjoy it. I think <laughs> I think I, th- I think Jason uh, Friday the Thirteenth goes to the extremes where it's it's one of them things where it's so bad it's good at times. Like um, one of my favorites for it is probably Jason Takes Manhattan, which is just absolutely ludicrous in the way it goes on. Um, and some of the deaths again. It, the budgets aren't aren't great. They do what they can, but yeah. yeah. Um, like I was always gonna. I didn't think it would be on your list. That I was, that's one of the things mm. I was going to talk about at the end. That with it being Friday the Thirteenth, we had to get Jason in there sometime. But again, it's it's not up there. I think no, we talked. It definitely isn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought like saying one of the other ones I was going to mention as well is again we talked about it last week. It become more of a lampoon of of the saga. I know the first one. Is a little bit is is quite scary at another time, but it hasn't aged well. The Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Streets again can be again a good slasher film, which uh, is like say I, I love Robert England and I think he does Freddy down perfectly. Um, but again, I, you can't I you can't take him. it serious. No, you can't. And I love him for his commitment to the character. Mm-hmm. Like how like, he could have walked away from that so many times. Oh, but he, he was generally what, having fun. You could tell he yeah, was having the time of his life definitely, there. <laughs> and if you saw him on Eli Roth's History of Horror, he even openly admits that, yeah, we did. We took it a bit too far, but we were having fun with it. Like, And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I love actors who are fully committed to mm-hmm. the character and who, regardless of how we see it, mm-hmm. they are still dedicated to it. Yeah. I absolutely love that about people, about mm-hmm. actors, and he is one of them. Genuinely, they... He, People see on the convention circuit, he is a generally nice guy. Oh, like, such a lovely guy. Yeah. And like I say, again, just naming a few more, like say the child play, player films, like I say, the, the mm. slashes, but again, done in a silly way where you can't take seriously. And, and when you talk about commitment in, to the role, like I think it was Brad Dorf, is that right? Is Brad Dorf, yeah. He, Brad he, Dorf. He, like I say, he's, he's been in a few big films and stuff, but he took. Lord the, of the Rings. <laughs> about walking which could have been over with if the eagle flew him straight to Mordor but again we'll not go on that just yet <laughs> like having a conversation with my husband go on child play 
There's only one saga, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, But yeah, um, Child's Play, again, it's like Brad Dorf takes the role seriously. And so Mm -hmm. again, with the sequels that come out, it was getting sillier and sillier and sillier. I I know people love Tiffany and uh, that whole female, the Bride of Chucky, then the Curse of Chucky, Son of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, the Cull of Chucky. Chucky. I know they're reading well, the TV show now, and that's coming out. Yeah, well, this is what I was. This was one of my honourable mentions because I am not a doll person. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't own baby dolls as a kid because Dolly Dearest scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> it really put me off. It also put me. Child's Play put me off because at the time, obviously, it's a doll. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was quite young and very unhin- unnerved by them. So I, I stayed away from them. But I always remember there was a lot of blame on uh, so yeah. a, a lot of Certain blame for murders days. that were happening because of the Child's yeah. Play films. Mm-hmm. And it really, it did unsettle us a lot as a kid. Yeah, I watched them for the first time a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I watched all three and then I watched um one when you get introduced to Tiffany I didn't watch The Seed and I haven't watched Cold um, but the first three phenomenal like it was I um, believe how, yeah, how good they were yeah because I think the case you're talking about was the Jamie Bulger one wasn't it where mm. um, the, oh god the, it must have been yeah for the uh, time I didn't yeah. even think because the two kids that uh, that came out and, like one of the things they said is because they remind mm. the, the young lad uh, was devastating at the time for the Awful. for what happened still, um, to this, still to this day it is a sting mm-hmm. of uh, you know of what actually happened mm-hmm. I, I didn't even put two and two together for the time of when it was yeah because the only right it would have been yeah because they said um they watched child's player three and uh, they thought the kid um was uh, looked was chucky and that's one of the reasons no. i know it turns out like i say there was other reasons but they that was the, the what they try to use as an excuse. And that's why a lot of horror films at the time got the blame. And again, yeah. it opens up to a, a, a good discussion potentially to have at a future date. Does yeah. horror films make you insane? Like say going through the, the whole screen process or is it, yeah. is it the person that watches the horror films brings out that side of them? We don't know. We don't know. We will, we will, we will have a conversation about this because I have good, um, I've, I've just finished the, well not just, but recently finished the Columbine Massacre mm-hmm. book by Dave Cullen. Um, it is such an interesting read for a case that is very close to us, um, which sounds a bit weird because I'm not American, but I do have I, I do have a slight bit of a connection to it. Um, ish, my, my, my best friend was in America when it happened and mm-hmm. she was a state away from Columbine, but we being us in the UK, don't realise how big it actually is and generally thought she was there. So we watched the live feeds on the telly mm-hmm. all day until she eventually got in contact with us. So it, it's always been in the forefront of my mind, but mm-hmm. that goes into, uh, they got, they blamed a lot of video games, Doom especially, yeah. and music, horror. Marilyn Manson got the blame for it for a lot as well, that yeah. as well, yeah. All blamed for it at the time, but when you read this book, it couldn't have been further from the fucking truth. True. Couldn't have been further from it. So it is. A, it is a conversation to have later on. But going back to Child's Play, I genuinely love. I'm not scared of them. I'm mm-hmm. not scared of them like I'm scared of Dolly. Yeah. That, it did because Brad's voice mm-hmm. helped me with <laughs> with me not being scared. Yeah. Um, 
I think the first one is brilliant. The second one is okay. I, I do like it. I like the fact that Silver Andy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one, I didn't mind it. It's not great, but I didn't mind it. No, I enjoyed the third one. Like I say, what was the whole thing when he went to army camp? This is yeah. this is your gun. This is your pe- uh, this is your was it? This is your gun. This is your penis. This is for shooting. This is for this is for fun and this was something like that. I remember that because that was, it, that was what we used to say. That was what we used to say at school when we watched it as well because we thought it was like, oh, you're talking about a penis, so we had to make jokes about it. <gasps> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, because I remember, like I say, when it first came out, like I say, being quite haunting, but there's a lot of films. There's ones, like I say, I know, like I say, on the Eli Roth one, they used the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as, as, as a slasher, which I can kind of say if it is, but again, to me, it's it's more of not that type of element. No, I, I, yeah, it, for me, slasher is if a, a kill is done with a knife, it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Um, Texas, the way somebody described Texas Chainsaw Massacre on that Eli Roth program has totally made me see it completely different. And because I have that in my head now, I want to go and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I never saw Leatherface as how how this person described them. Mm-hmm. As a very lonely and very confused man who was trying to be the mother of this fucked up house. Mm-hmm. knew no different but that these these people were interfering with his day-to-day life yeah like and when you look at it there is a scene where he's just he's sitting there and he's just totally baffled like what the fuck is going on and mm-hmm. I, I totally i totally see it differently and i want to go and re-watch it again but i do not class it as a slasher mm. another one i wa- was toying with the idea just because i think it's again would it class as a horror film or like say and would it be a slasher American Psycho? I think potentially because you're saying it could be classed as a slasher, but he's seen it from the eyes of this killer rather than the victims. Do you want to know something? You've not seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be one. It used to be one of Michaela's favorite films, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing with your sister over that one. So, <laughs> Michaela, <laughs> if you're listening, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. I've no. seen parts of it, um, but no, no, I'm not a fan. Just mm-hmm. don't get it. Just not my kind of thing. I did bump Child's Play off my list for Trick or Treat, but mm. what I was going to mention to you when, just before we came on, I says, "Oh, I watched something the other day." Mm-hmm. And then remembered what it was and thought, no, I'll save it. I watched for the first time on Wednesday, Candyman. Right, yes. Which surprised Washington. me when it's classed as a, as, a, as a slasher film. Well, he does have a hook. I mean, he does... Mm-hmm. Whoosh, yeah. You know, he, whoosh. But he doesn't um, really stalk the people. You get, it's like one of them things where he gets brought into them. So again, it's like <laughs> urban thing. Be my victim. Well, it is about urban legends because that's what she's looking into the entire film. It's about urban mm-hmm. legends. Um, what a very powerful film. Mm-hmm. Like, incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put into words while I was watching it how it was making us feel. But I, and I don't think I still can. Like, I still haven't quite processed it yet. Um, it's but, scary and hard to watch, but I don't think I enjoyed uh-huh. it at the same time. I'm not, I don't, but I don't think you're meant to enjoy it. No, I don't think you are. I think you are meant to be very uncomfortable while watching it because I was definitely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the racial side of it mm-hmm. was bloody yeah. wow. Um, um, and we're going to get it again with Jordan Peele, so that will be amped up to the max. I am so, Now that I have seen this, 
Mm -hmm. I am so looking forward to seeing what Jordan's going to do with this mm -hmm. because if he knows how to write anything, mm -hmm. he knows how to write about racial injustice mm -hmm. because he did it in um, Get Out. Yeah. That was, he's just, oh, mm -hmm. I, I generally can't wait for it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised. I've always put it off. Mm -hmm. I've never, the look of it looks grim. Yeah. Like, it just looks grim. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't look I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I like how they use practical effects because I think Tony Todd, when I record, said he got stung 24 times during the scene when the bees all over his face. Yeah, he did. And you know what? He got insured for every bee sting for $1,000. Oh, well. So, so every bee sting, he got $1,000. He's not <laughs> daft. That man's not daft. But he still, to this day, does the convention circuit. And his class is like a generally nice person. It's See, this is, again, somebody else who is, he is a horror icon. Mm -hmm. Not just for Candyman, he's been in Final Destination, Night, Night of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. um, Final Destination. There's some other ones I saw on his uh, CV the other day, but he is generally a, a horror icon, and he's just—I love his voice. Oh. His, his voice is very mm -hmm. speaks to your soul when he talks, and you just—you just, you, like you just think. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I said, there's so many like guys. When you think about like slashes, it, it, again. You can have so many discussions and arguments whether that's a slasher or I believe that's not a slasher and where it comes from. But again, it's it's like horror films and some of them are terrible. Some of them are there just to watch popcorn, but some of them do genuinely surprise you. And a lot of people don't want to give credit when, like I say, because the word slasher or horror film does get, it's like a dirty word at times for people. I know um, when, um, like I said, uh, I can always take the piss out of your friend uh, Carolyn, Carolyn when they were talking about uh, Silence of the Lambs being a horror film but mm -hmm. when that came out it was a horror film and they didn't want to call it a horror film when mm -hmm. it was in like I said getting the Academy Wars they were using words like psychological thriller and stuff yeah. like that so it just shows you were you... definitely paying you were definitely paying attention in Eli Roth's uh, <laughs> history of horror <laughs> you took a master class <laughs> it, it, it is it is a series um, um, Mark Gatiss did one a few years ago for the BBC. It's three part of it's on YouTube, very easily to find. Just you type in history of horror Mark Gatiss, and he goes from start to finish. Mm -hmm. He goes from you know the um, Phantom of the Opera in the thirties, twenties, thirties, and he goes right up to modern day. And it is such a good watch. Like if I'm if I'm stuck, see this is why I love these type of programs with Eli Roth and Mark Gatiss is if you are stuck for inspiration on something to watch, stick them on and it will certainly give you it. Certainly. But yes, um, again, like I say, I've, I've really enjoyed talking about this. Like I say, we could go on all night. <laughs> one thing I want to mention before we do leave off tonight's episode, I know it's a special one, but I know you've just been the pictures to see something that I saw last week as well. How good is the fucking Suicide Squad, though? I know it's got nothing to do with Slashers, but... Yeah. God, Paul, I went to see it on Tuesday, I came home, and I watched it again with Anth. I absolutely loved it. It is the first time... Not the first time. It is the first time. They got Harley Quinn right. Yeah. They got Rick Flagg right. Mm -hmm. Like, they got him where I actually liked him. <laughs> They they brought an animated shark and made him the best fucking character going. Like yes. that CGI shark is unreal. It is I and. fucking love it. And <laughs> yum yum. Yum yum. 
<laughs> and I absolutely loved it, Paul. I really did. I was not at all shocked of how much I loved it because and James Gunn is great with a massive yes. ensemble cast. He what, knows what to do with them. Were you surprised how gory it was? I didn't expect yes. it to go that far, for, especially for a comic book film and not getting an 18. That should have been an 18 any day of the week. Especially when King Shark's ripping people in half and seeing things, and then birds picking skin off uh, dead, like dead heads and stuff. Which... Dead, dead, dead people. Uh, yes, I totally agree with that. But I do love the effect because you could tell Harley's fight scene was getting too gory, and then they brought out the visual of flowers. And oh, it was to see Harley done mm -hmm. in in a great way. Was just it was lovely to see to see all these different characters. Idris Elba and John Cena need to be on the screen <laughs> with each other more because their chemistry was unfucking real. John really Cena, uh, John Cena was. I, I say, I knew, I said from what I was saying that it was going to be interesting, but Jesus Christ, the Rock, you're in trouble, mate. <laughs> yep, Cena is coming. Cena is coming for your crown. Um, do you know what though? Me and me and always, we love John Cena. Like we generally do, like we like them as a wrestler. We liked him. We we used to watch. I used to watch Total Bellas, and mm. obviously he was on that quite a lot. And um, we always say John Cena is always on. Yes, because that man is just ready to go, regardless of what you put in front of him. We love him. This one, like say, just I like, say he took it so serious, but in a in a comedy way. When he's like in the jungle in his tidy white, he's I was bad at laughing, going, "What am I watching?" And then just God, so funny. everything he seemed to be in, he was safe, like stealing scenes, and uh, you could even though again spoilers, he was a dick at the end. Uh, but you can see the Massive. conflict in his uh, conflict in when he did what he did because um, he. Like you see, you could tell he respected uh, Rick Flagg and didn't want to do it, but no, in the end... No, and he pleaded, didn't he? But he mm -hmm. knew he had to do what his mission was because, as his name is, he is the peacekeeper by mm -hmm. any means necessary. Yeah. By any means. And I'm um, so looking forward to the TV show. <laughs> I cannot wait. The minute... I, I, I was talking to Anth about it and I was like, listen, you, need to, you either need to watch it with us tonight mm -hmm. or... We watched it the week. We have to watch it soon. I need to talk to you about this. I need someone to talk to you about. And he, he watched it on the night time. And we just, even second time around, a few hours later, I thought it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. like, but I, I had no doubt that James Gunn wouldn't do something Sorry, special with special, it. Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. And it but didn't yes. feel like a Guardians of the Galaxy no. rehash. No, it felt new, it felt fresh. And mm -hmm. that was the main thing. And it made like, a, like a dark film quite colourful at times as well which again DC, <laughs> DC was has been missing so again get D, Warner Brothers DC make James Gunn the new Kevin Farge just get him let him do anything he wants give him Superman fuck give him Batman that would be an interesting take but uh, hey he, 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 he's attached to Brightburn and that's very Superman-esque and that mm -hmm. is a brilliant Mm -hmm. It's classed in the Netflix in the Netflix bit in the horror genre. Mm -hmm. it, right, um, I don't yeah. know if you would class it as horror, but okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's Certainly. like if Superman was a dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did hear a rumor which got us a little bit excited. Have you heard who's uh, in talks to be the lead in Suicide Squad Two? No. Joel Man Magalego as Deathstroke. Man 
<laughs> Joe Manganello. Yeah, you can say it better than me. But yeah, as Deathstroke. Only because I adore the man so much. I think he's fantastic. Um, he is the imagery. So there's a um, Nerdist podcast. If you, it's not called it anymore. It's called Idiot. But you can still get the episode of Joe Manganello when he was first on it. It's from 2014. Mm-hmm. And he talks on there. He's still in True Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says on there that you know, true blood, true blood is the golden handcuffs. You've got the dream job, but you really are handcuffed to the job. You can't go off and do anything on your downtime because you have to be back at a certain time to get back mm-hmm. to work on True Blood. And he says, I had Zack Snyder knocking at the door, handing me a script. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, Superman had not come out yet, mm-hmm. and he said, I couldn't do it. I'm telling you now, he got offered Superman mm. before Henry Cavill. Mm. That would have been interesting. I guarantee, I guarantee it. But if you listen to that episode, it is hilarious because that man does the best Macho Man Randy Savage impression ever. <laughs> so good. But cool. that is brilliant. If he is in it, I am all for it. I love. I just think he's great. Cool. He's, a, he's a nerd just like us. Certainly. So, again, it's probably been a long one, but I've really enjoyed Who talking about it. shit? It's and I, did, and I didn't want to leave without talking about the Suicide Squad as well, because that has been one of the highlights of my week as well, watching that. But uh, too. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, like I say, if you've got any concerns, anything that you don't like about our picks, or if you agree, let us know. Uh, comment on uh, the Facebook group. Comment on, uh, like I say, the YouTube channel. Like I say... Uh, the Facebook groups, Nerdy Up North Community, uh, the YouTube on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, just search Nerdy Up North. Pretty easy to find uh, now, which is getting quite surprising. Um, but yeah. Um, Anyone but, wants to fight me on the Freddy versus Jason uh, comment, come and see us. I'm available on Facebook. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, it's, it's been a laugh. So thank you for, for like I said, staying up late with us, Sam, and uh, doing the Friday 13th edition, even though this will probably come out tomorrow. So, uh, But keep it spooky. <laughs> yeah. Keeping keep on, keeping with the spookiness. No, it's been really fun. Um, my room is gradually getting darker. As the, it is, I'm literally sitting in the pitch black at the moment. <laughs> just take, just hear the knock on the door now. When the strangers come, so yes. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, like I say, we'll be back again uh, again next week. So same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. See you later. Um, bye. You, bye.